This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. If you are ready to transform your backyard into a haven of relaxation and luxury, look no further than our amazing podcast sponsor, Lacqua Azura Pool Services. With over 20 years of industry experience, Lacqua Azura is a name you can trust when it comes to services, equipment repairs, and restoration for all things pools. If you're looking in the South Florida area for your pool to be serviced on a month-to-month basis, Lacqua Azura posts an impressive five-star rating on Google reviews, and it's a testament to their dedication to the customer satisfaction and top-notch service. Also, if you mention Messi & Co., you will get your first month of pool service absolutely free. So don't wait for pool service, patio renovation, or more. Call them now at 954-793-7206 and get a free quote for any project. Thanks, Lacqua Azura. Thanks, Lacqua Azura, indeed. And everybody, welcome back to another very special edition of Messi & Co. Austin here with Gian and Ashley. As always, we are so happy to be back with you as Inter-Miami and Lionel Messi are winding down their 2023 season. We're here to recap a couple of things that have happened. There's actually three really important topics on today's show. Uh, we're excited to get to it. Uh, and, and let's just kick it right off with something that had nothing to do with Messi, uh, which was the Charlotte draw that was last night or Wednesday night as of recording. And uh, 2-2 at home, Miami went down twice, guys. And um, given what you saw, mm-hmm. I mean, uh, for me personally, there was, a, there was a lot of fight in this team that I can't say that I was expecting. It didn't seem like actually a lot of people were expecting. The stadium was as empty as I have seen it in quite some time. Uh, but at the end of the day, mm-hmm. They ended up getting a draw, even though they had nothing to play for. They're trying to play spoiler to Charlotte FC. Ashley, I'll start with you. What did you see from the center Miami side in the Charlotte game? And what were a couple of things that, that stood out to you? Yeah, well, first of all, it's great to be back. Missed you guys. I know the last time I was here, I was, it was in a dark car. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, we, uh, we've gotten a little bit of a break. It's been a whirlwind. But, yeah, so it was it was a lot of fun. Um, <clears throat> before I do, I want to point out something that we just talked about before, and I think it's important to say it. We have done over 60 episodes of Messi & Co. in the last three months or so with all of the whirlwind that has happened with Lionel Messi coming to Inter-Miami. And so I want to give a shout-out to my amazing co-hosts, as well as all of you guys who watch, who listen, who share it, who comment, who participate in the live stream and let us know your thoughts and like, you know, blow the team up, all those things. I love it. That's, that's sports. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so thank you. We, we're just getting started. We have a lot more to do and and it's been really fun. Um, so with that being said, the game, uh, most fun I've had watching an Inter-Miami game in a while because it was just chaos and it was worth nothing. So it was fun. Uh, and you got to see some players show up and uh, shine a little bit more like Stefanelli, great goal. Uh, Obviously, my goat, Robbie Robinson, great goal. Um, <laughs> that's such a running joke. People who don't know, like, probably actually think that okay. I think he's a – I do love him, though. God bless. Um, 
we got to see uh, Gregory play for the first time since uh, NYCFC game in the beginning of the season, as well as getting that big contract extension. So I think, you know, a microcosm of the game is that we we probably will see next year's midfield 90% of the time be uh, Busquets, Gregory, and then we don't know who that, you know, that, that third spot's probably going to be... <clears throat> changing and adjusting with the game but so it was great to see him back and play uh and yeah it was just a fun game overall I enjoyed watching it the the boys played with some heart I think they're probably in that same mindset where it's like I need to try and solidify my place for next year and so let me let me put in the work they got a break that I'm sure they all needed mentally physically etc so yeah it's just it was a fun little game and uh, excited, you know, to see really what happens in the off season. But you know, I'm sure Saturday will be fun too. I think it's probably the most like, in terms of like the vibes and the aura of the game. It's the most pre messy Inter Miami game that right, we'll have yeah. for quite some time. Like it really it looks like it, it on the field too. No it, idea. And it what looked was like it, it was chaotic. Right? Exactly. It was it was all over the place. Um, Gian, any any key takeaways for you? I know you, you at least caught you know the the latter part of that 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 one in the second half. What 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 did you make of what you saw from this messy listen to Miami side to round out or getting ready to round out the twenty twenty three season? I think strangely enough, I gotta agree with uh, the sentiment that Ashley shared. It was probably one of the more enjoyable games that I've had in a long time with zero expectations. Just let the boys go out and ball and. And see what happens. So, strange to relate to me as if I don't say. No, I, I, as I was saying that, as I was saying that, I realized that it came off that way. But I, I, I should have worded that differently. It was more like I guess it, it's it was strange to say that it was a no, enjoyable game. But mm -hmm. I, as I was saying that, I'm like uh, Ashley's gonna say something good. It's gonna seem like that way. <laughs> but, that's not, yeah. but that yeah, no, that's not what I meant. But yeah, no, I think strangely enough, it was a fun game. Um, because again, there was just zero expectations after everything we've been through every week. It's like a must win game. You're frustrated. Your heroes just, you know, just enjoy for what it is. It's one of the last games, the last home game for us. And having players back, you know, like Gregory, which is really important, seeing uh, Stefanelli and Mota get playing time was really cool. The fact that I, I think that we, you know, not too many people have made a big deal out of it, but I thought it was pretty neat that. You know, Messi made it to the game having played the night before. To even though we would have loved to have seen him on the pitch, it was nice to have him on the field. And I think it just shows the type of player that Messi is. That even though he can't play, he's on there making sure that he takes a quick flight back to Miami or or Fort Lauderdale to make sure that he's there to support his team. So I think that that was really cool. That was really cool as well. Um, and then other than that, just playing. I I, I think that the team played like a team that had a weight taken off of their shoulders. They played more free. They It seemed like they were enjoying themselves. And I, I liked it. I liked what I saw. I, I, I'm not, I don't have too many gripes really about that game. Um, and I just hope that uh, next game we just see a bit more of continuity from what we saw here. Again, just players just playing for the love of the game. And, mm -hmm. and I, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen next season. So maybe we're – who knows if we're seeing some of the last uh, – yeah. gameplay from some of these guys so it's just enjoy it because it's been a rough ride this season you know we love our players we know obviously that there are improvements that are needed so i'm not going to make any call outs right now i'm sure that we'll have episodes throughout the off season where we'll talk about key positions that need to be switched up but hey 
these are players that were some of these guys were what kept us through you know despite the injuries despite the despite the coaching changes uh we had a good couple of games there where the team looked promising at least at the beginning before everything went downhill so just an enjoyable game and i and i'm ready to enjoy the next game and ready to get into the offseason and Alba played i forgot that Alba yeah. got Alba back, yeah. which was great. correct yeah which which was good you saw you definitely saw a very instant improvement on that left side not that noah allen had been playing bad at all let me just say that because i have actually really admired what noah allen has done in the last couple of matches having to fill in that role play a key part on offense and on defense you know proving to be a stable left back a left wing back a third center back he's done it all in in, in that role without jordi alba so oh i want to say one more thing Actually, yeah. since you brought that up, sorry, I did forget to I, I did forget to, to say something. So um, I really liked what Campana did there, and the reason I want to bring it up is because I, if anybody caught the the South American qualifiers, I, obviously I watched Ecuador. I, I watched most of the qualifiers, but I watched Ecuador, and Ecuador's um, has a forward called Ener Valencia. He's been really great historically for the club, one of the top forwards in our history, but unfortunately. Uh, as time has passed, he's gotten older and he just hasn't been the same. And I felt like this last game, it was almost like playing a man down. So when I see what Campana brings to Inter Miami, it makes me like want more and more that Ecuador give him a call up because I feel like he's earned the chance. Because when we see like, yeah, he, he takes every opportunity to try to score. Like even when there are plays that don't look like they're scoring opportunities, he'll try to find a way to flick it, to touch, to cut a certain way to make sure that he at least makes a play on the ball. And then he showed that other side of him, which was the playmaking side of this last game, which I thought was really cool. So I just wanted to kind of shout that out for Campana. That was a beautiful pass over uh, for that last goal. The time. You mentioned Ender Valencia, and I'm thinking about how good he was in the World Cup and how it just, yeah. you know, that was kind of like the la one last rodeo, really, I yeah, think. Yeah. And I think you're right that it is time for uh, a change up front for, for the Ecuadorian team. And, and if Campana keeps playing like he has in the latter half of this year, I, I I don't see a lot of reason why he wouldn't get the chance to to be that that guy. So. I agree. And he's like a forward who want like you know, especially compared to Joseph, which is probably an example of you know you you have tired legs, your career is a little bit coming down. Yeah, you can with Campana in the game, even if it's not you know a very forward game plan or if there's some back and forth, you know that every single time the ball passes the halfway line, he's thinking, "How can I score a goal?" He has yep. that, and it and it's and it has to keep the defenses honest. I mean, obviously, we don't need to go too too in depth, but I think that's going to be very important for next season, especially like we said, you know, there's going to be players who play every game, players who don't, we have a target on our back. We're going to have to be, you know, we have huge expectations. So you need to have that person who can be a consistent goal threat next to Messi. Yeah, for sure. And unfortunately it wasn't Joseph Martinez, although we thought it would be. Um, but I think that we will see some serious changes in the off season. Like Gian mentioned, and we will break them all down as they're coming and give our thoughts on it. But for right now, I would say to expect some changes up front, but also I, I do think that Campana will get his run at it. I, I think that he will get the the chance to be the running partner alongside Lionel Messi in terms of finishing the chances. And Gian brings up a great point too. Also showed a little bit of, you know, um, creation. He, he had that great cross in to, to get the equalizer. So, you know, he, he's had a, a lot of good moments. And I think that going forward, I'm 
confident that the team's confident that he could be the guy. And also contractually, uh, it is a benefit to have him on the team. So they keep the U22 DPs if they decide to use that in 2024 but that is a whole other discussion if we're talking about gregory as well and we'll get into that in the offseason too uh the mlspa released all the salaries there's so much to get into in the offseason it's kind of like my favorite time of mls because what a bargain so, for Messi, huh a, oh yeah only 20 million no, no big deal um it, it's one of my favorite parts because it's so captivating because it's so difficult to understand all these different roster mechanisms and i think that we might even see some rule changes so that'll be That'll be a lot of fun. Uh, let's let's bring it back in. You know, um, this is the Messi and Co podcast. This is a messy show, and the documentary or docu series, I guess I should call it, a mini docu series came out. And over the next couple of episodes, for everybody listening, whether it's on YouTube or on our podcast platforms, first of all, <laughs> thank you. Um, stick around because we are going to cover episode one today. And then we're in the next couple of episodes, we will be covering episode two and episode three to round out uh, the Messi Meets America docuseries on Apple TV. The first episode, about 30 something minutes long. There was a really amazing cameo in the first five minutes. I don't know if you guys noticed, but there was a guy with a ponytail and a, and a blue shirt on. I um, saw that. I, saw <laughs> I did that. notice. Right you think you yeah. give me an autograph? Uh, yeah, I, I, I could probably work something out for you, um, but I think he's still working on his residual deal with uh, Apple TV. So, we're, he, you know, he's got a little ways to go. Um, no, but in all seriousness, it, it I was talking with Ashley before the show. Um, we'll get into the nitty gritty of it all. But for me and for Ashley, you agreed. It brought back that sense of, oh, my gosh, these were amazing moments. And in this episode specifically, it highlighted a lot of the first moments. It highlighted La Presentación. It highlighted the obviously the press conference and then the first two games in League's Cup, which was the Cruz Azul game where he scored the winner and the Robert Taylor, Lionel Messi show against Atlanta United. And it, it wasn't really until they started showing moments in the Cruz Azul game when he was getting subbed on, when he scored the free kick that I started to feel those goosebumps again. And I was like, wow, that was honestly, my first thought was, I don't know if I'll witness a, a better sporting moment in person ever. I, I think that that might be the top. And I don't think that that's exaggerative at all. And it just brought back a lot of really, really good memories. Um, and I, I think that you guys may, may be able to say the same. Yeah, I, I got to agree with that. I, I think that just to your point, like it showed the magnitude of those things, especially like La Presentación and that first game, because for those of us, which I believe all three of us were there at La Presentación, like we went through hell and back through that like monsoon that hit us. And, and it was just like, it felt like eternal wait until it finally started because of all the rain and thunder and everything. And then like, I don't know how all of us felt after. It almost felt like a bit underwhelming just because of the fact that they weren't able to do as much as they wanted to do because of the weather. But watching it in the actual documentary it was cool to be like i was there i was there when messi came out to see that camera follow him as he walks through the curtains onto the field and knowing that you were there that exact moment to witness history was super cool same thing with that first episode against cruz azul where i remember thinking to myself like i know messi's not gonna play the first half i don't know how much time he's gonna play in the second half these tickets are crazy expensive. Do we do it? Do I not do it? You know, that sort of thing. And then I was like, who cares, man? This is probably going to be history. Like you got to, even if you only watch him 30 minutes or 20 minutes, whatever time he plays and to 
again, like how they put this first episode together and how they were able to portray that first game and seeing it, like reliving it again and saying I was there for whatever time, even it wasn't the whole game. It was super cool. Like it was just felt really neat to to see that from different angles. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I and I don't think it's an exaggeration, uh, Austin, because I've been very lucky. I've gotten to go to a lot of really great sporting events throughout my life. Uh, find things that are that were way higher stakes than the group stage one of the you know League's Cup, but it was the greatest live sports moment I've ever seen, you know, as an American, as someone who's loved soccer, all these things, just like that moment, the electricity you felt, you knew in that moment, you know, when he was warming up, I couldn't believe he came in in the 53rd minute. I thought he was going to come in at the 70th or anything. It's just a testament that he wants to, if he's going to play, he's going to play. The goosebumps you felt seeing him come on and then, with one second like left on the on the clock, knowing it was the last play, knowing he was literally like it was a metaphor that he was he was kicking off what is going to be. And they say in the documentary, soccer in America before Messi and soccer in America after Messi. And like you felt it that this was the moment that was gonna change it. And yeah, so that was I totally agree that it was one of the greatest live sports moments I've seen. Um can I ask really that, quickly? Yeah. Both of you. What other, or I guess besides that, if we're going to count that as our top sporting moment that we've seen live, what are your, what is your other ones? I just oh, want to know. Question. I'm very curious. For me, I'll um, start. I'll let you guys think about it. I have, I have two. One is one of my first ever Miami Heat games. Dwayne Wade against the Utah Jazz, triple overtime, and he scored 50 points. And the Heat I won. love it. There was that. I was really young. I was probably like eight or 10 years old. And then another one was actually, I consider it a whole day. It was when the Miami Hurricanes played Notre Dame a couple of years ago and college game day was down here. So we woke up at like 4 a.m. to drive down to Coral Gables, get in line for college game day. And then I get, drove all the way back home, took a nap, got ready to go. I bought a ticket online, went to the game and Miami just blew the brakes off of Notre Dame, 140 to eight. And it was just a spectacular day and all. So those are my two. I still think the Cruz Azul goal is is at the top. Um, for me, uh, I have I have two others for sure. One was uh, last year the Bucks versus Heat uh, playoff game. The f- game, whichever one Jimmy scored like thirty in the fourth quarter. Like I think it was game one. I think or maybe game two. It whichever it was. That was, and we were down by 12 in the fourth quarter. It was insane, like shaking, like the arena was shaking. It was amazing. And then there was, again, no real significance to this, but going to the Tottenham Hotspur game for me, and I was, I got to be row six right by the goal. And it was like, you know, for me, someone who's watched it my whole life, who's a huge, you know, fan of the Premier League and of Tottenham, it was like, really amazing to see it and understand that it's just like it's a different world than what we see yeah i i i've never i think that i've I've been to a lot of sports games but i've never been to one like that was very high stakes well like not a finals i think the high stakes one that i went to and was actually super cool was this last playoff game for the heat against the knicks at home i forgot if it was game did, did we start off at home against the knicks or was it uh, yes. No, yeah. no, we were no, eight. no, we wouldn't. No, no, no. Yeah, so no, no. Yeah. So we, I think it was game four against the Knicks, 
and I was able to get um, uh, club C, like sweets, the sweet where it's oh, like wow, four, yeah, because yeah, I got it like mm. last minute when they dropped the prices, like you know, right before. And uh, it there's I think there's nothing sweeter for me, like as a Miami fan, than beating a New York team and being <laughs> able to and being able to like wave at them like bye like get out of our stadium like that was amazing and that's funny because that was actually the first time i met uh, ethan in person because oh, i was yeah. literally i was right behind him like where his uh, booth where they're all are like lined up i was actually behind uh uh i met jacks that day and i was uh behind um uh mike crotty and uh what's his, what's his face eric and Eric Reed, yeah. yeah. So I was behind yeah. them, yeah. And then Ethan was right there. So I met all of them. And then the Knicks uh, lost. Obviously, the Heat whooped them. So that was uh, amazing. That was really fun. See, and uh, that's that's the beauty of sports. And I love I love talking about. It. I was so curious to hear what you guys had to say because uh, the ninety eight percent people here who don't know or watch the Miami Heat, trust us, it's so worth it. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is. It is. It is. Check out five on the floor while you're at it. Um, yeah, but this episode, guys, it, it didn't just highlight Messi either, which I thought was kind of interesting. It, it, it talked about Tata Martino and had some one-on-ones with him. Then you had Taylor Twelman bringing up Sergio Busquets, who got a little one-on-one as well, and kind of just tried to bring it all full circle and say that, yeah, Messi, Messi is the guy. But then you had what I found really interesting was the one-on-ones with Robert Taylor saying he is the guy. But everybody else is now elevated because of him, and it's become just like this full unit. What do you guys make of Messi and his elevation of the talent on this team? Yeah, absolutely. I I, I re- read that quote too, and I wrote it down as something where he, you know, Messi, he's made everybody better, and he's made us all a team. And you can you can see it the difference, obviously, in the in the games before, and then even those first two games with him playing the second half, and then Atlanta. It's so true, just the elevation he brings. And I think that's the kind of teammate and leader he is. I also think a good example that Messi himself said in the documentary was for that first game, I did not want the armband from DeAndre Yedlin. Like I wanted him to keep it. This was me coming on. This was me getting to know everyone. But, you know, obviously Yedlin and the whole team already felt just how much he means. And it was a no brainer, which I think is really like, that's also telling, you know, and, uh, they just, yeah, they bring a lot of great out of people. I uh, I also, and I don't know if you want to add something about that, GM, but then I want to definitely talk a little bit about David Beckham. Oh, no, I, I, I that did definitely catch my eye, and I think that we we saw it. I said, literally, as soon as he got there, this team completely did a 360, or not 360, 180, and looked completely different. You had players that were making plays that I've never seen them make in my life. They were making runs that they never made. They were they look like prime uh, uh, Tiki Taka Barca, like out of nowhere, you know, yeah. just with, with these crazy passes. And then Robert Taylor scoring two goals a game. Like, like what the heck just happened? Like, that's it's insane. So how much, not only obviously skill wise, but just how much confidence Messi brought to this team. And how, I mean, you can tell when when he didn't play, the, the team looked completely different as well. Just like the, the attitude and all, all those sorts of things, which I think. Um, obviously, now with the full seat or, or full off season, the team will, will ride that confidence even without Messi. But yeah, that was really interesting to see. And, and I think that this, um, and we'll, we'll talk about a few more points here. But I think that um, at least for me, this first episode kind of 
reiterated or reinforced a lot of the things that we have already been thinking and, and seeing right. on the team. And then there were some really interesting points here and there that I was like, oh, wow, I, I didn't know that. That, that were really cool. But yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. And um, with ta I love the Tata feature because it was something that I, I don't think any of us expected. It was great. And I just I love when people who you only know speaking one language to say words in another language. Like it always makes me like laugh so much. She's like, good morning. I'm the coach. <laughs> I just thought that was so funny. Like, was it funny that they didn't? Like, was it funny that they, they didn't know, like, they didn't know I who didn't he was? I didn't recognize him in the beginning of, I did not recognize him until, I, I, I agree. until the, the, shot the band from the of, back no of the glasses, car. the back yeah. of him yes. with yes. no glasses and anything. That was funny, I though. I'm the, coach. I'm the coach. I'm the coach. I know. No, it was, it was great. And so that was cool. That shed some light. The fact that he walked over to to Jorge Messi, or uh, yeah, Jorge Messi's house and yeah. you know, was part of that. You know, we obviously know about the Beckham conversation in Paris with, uh, with Messi's dad, we didn't know about Tata's, which I thought was really a cool insight. Um, yeah, no, he was totally unrecognizable that first five seconds. I, I, especially with no classes and like from that angle, I had no idea it was him. And he was driving a Toyota. I thought he'd be driving like a Lamborghini or something. I, I was know, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was, it was funny. Um, but yeah, no, I agree with all of your points. Uh, I would say what I do really want to talk about, and we t we've talked about this. Sorry, I'm looking at my notes. We've definitely talked about this at length on the show, especially before Messi came. Um, the parallels and the for and really the vision of David Beckham is really something that should be, from Americans at least, heavily applauded. Because I don't know if you guys have watched the Beckham documentary on Netflix. It's fantastic. I loved it. Um, you know, what we, sometimes, you know, we hear what people say about MLS now, the quality of play, et cetera. You should have seen it in 2007, you know? And so the, the, the vision he had seen and knowing the sacrifice he was making when he was still in the very much prime of his career at Real Madrid really probably earned his spart starting spot back and was going to be playing there to Actually leave it. Can I say something really quick to your point? If you want to know what MLS used to be like, go on YouTube and put in penalty kicks, MLS, <laughs> uh, like early MLS, and then you. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's it, the growth has been amazing, but you know he came, and um, in his contract, part of it was getting that new team and what he's done, and then to see it on that day, fifteen years later, you know with Messi walking onto the pitch and knowing how he has really changed the game forever. Um, I thought it was amazing to see. And, you know, we, like I said, we owe a lot to David Beckham because he really twice revolutionized soccer in America. And the first one, obviously it kind of had its ebbs and flows. This one's going to stick. This has truly changed this sport in this country forever. And it couldn't have come at a better time, obviously, with what's happening with the U.S. men's national team, all of these international tournaments coming to South Florida, the benefits of soccer for the community, for bringing people of all, uh, you know, of all different ethnicities, backgrounds, languages, religions, doesn't matter. It's a, it's a world sport, and I think it's going to continue to bring people together. Uh, and so I think they they highlighted that really well in the in the beginning of the documentary, and I'm excited to keep watching. I'm happy Messi does so many interviews in it. Like you know, he he speaks a lot, and he seems so happy. Like you know, we, yes. we always make that joke, but you can tell just the weight lifted off, and him knowing within the first week, like yeah, this was the right decision. And the one thing that I loved too was was during that that debut game before he came on. 
he said that he was thinking the entire time on the bench, you know, I, I hope I get to come on in this match because all these people have come here right. to see me. And he, you know, he appreciated the recognition that he was receiving here in America. And you obviously make a great point, Ashley. We've talked about it so much on the show about the growth of soccer in America because of his decision has already multiplied tenfold, but we don't even know all of the extent of it right now. Like it's going to continue to snowball, at least it will in my opinion. And I also, I too am very excited just, you know, obviously being a resident of this country and loving the sport. It's never been as elevated as it is right now. It's never been as highlighted as as it is right now. The audience hasn't been as high as it is right now. And I think that it's only going to mean positive things going forward. Obviously, you just hope the United States Soccer Federation start making a couple of better decisions going forward in terms of they the looked growth. They look good of the- against Ghana, though. They looked good no, against- yeah, yeah, that's true. They did look good against Ghana. I, I mean, like from a grassroots standpoint yeah, and, no, and building up in terms of the entire country. And, and I think that with the the Messi effects, if you will, seeing you know Messi shirts everywhere you go at this point into Miami shirts more than I've ever seen in you know the last three years combined since Messi joined, like it's just been, it's been incredible. And I, and I, I can only think positive things for, for what it means. One thing I do want to touch on with David Beckham and Ashley, I think you did very well talking about the parallels and everything. So I don't know how much more I have to say on that. But one thing that I enjoyed that David Beckham said was that not only do we have the best player in the world, we have the best player in the world long-term. And I don't know about you guys, I don't necessarily classify two and a half years as long-term. I think that's like sort of like a midterm kind of thing. It's not, not anything crazy. I don't know if he was alluding to the fact that they'll be partners after his playing career. I don't. This is the story of the one as head of maintenance at a concert hall. He knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working. The HVAC is humming and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. I don't know if it meant that the two and a half years he referred to it as long-term, but he it's not a Zlatan Ibrahimovic to LA Galaxy type deal. It's it's not a, a Pirlo at NYCFC or Villa and or NYCFC. It's not one of those things. And I think that for Messi and, and soccer in America, although he's not necessarily this going to be the same type of pioneer that David Beckham was, because he probably simply and has stated that he doesn't really have the thoughts about doing that. But if him and David Beckham are working together in the near future for soccer in America then I think that that kind of alludes to the long-term thing. I think Messi's going to be around for, for a while, Agreed. though. Yeah, I, I think yeah, yeah. After, he gets after, a stake I, in the club, which yeah, it, it, he gets knows. a stake yes. in the club. I think after, after you know, the two and a half seasons are over, he heads over to, if he wants, to to Newell's. He plays whatever time there. He comes back. But I think his family's here set for a long time, especially with his kids being in the academy. They're both very young. Yep, yep. I think like he's going to have a lot to do. I don't know what how involved he'll be in the club. I feel like he probably will be somewhat because he stated before that he doesn't know exactly what he wants to do, but he, he Even likes as like a simple ambassador. Yeah. Like his impact. Would and be I think great. he has a huge, I mean, obviously when he goes to big public places and especially when leaving, like it does get mobbed, but 
I think he has the most freedom here than he's had at any, like that he's had in Barcelona or Paris in the last 10 years, like for sure. I mean, obviously when he goes super public, but I, I bet you he's been, he's, he's doing things like he doesn't just sit in his house all day, every day when he's here, like he does things and he goes and he's in a, you know, a community and all those things that I think he loves his kids love his wife loves. Um, I wanted to say one last thing uh, for the gate for the first episode uh, with David Beckham. And I honestly, I, I thought the exact same thing in the moment. I don't know if you guys couldn't, I don't know where exactly you were sitting up. So your angle when David Beckham goes that when Messi was setting up the free kick and he moved the ball a yard back and set it. And David was like, that's going in. I, and again, I'm no expert, but I was sitting my, my seats are like right on the, like right near where the 18 yard box line is. Um, from on on the side that that Inter Miami put uh, the goal side that they go for in the second half, and so I was watching him on offense there, and I saw him place the ball too, and I literally turned to my mom and I go, "It's gonna make it. It's it's gonna go in. This kick is this is this is like a penalty for him. Like the way he placed it and everything, there was no other outcome. And I just I felt it before, and I've never felt that before, and I really haven't felt it since. I knew it was going in. Yeah, I looked at my wife and my I, I said uh, three words. I said, "No way, right?" And I just <laughs> and, and with the feeling of there's no way that this is going to end so picture perfect, right? Like there's no way because this is like like a Disney story or something. That it was just insane, insane. But um, so I I I wanted to. Well, I don't know if you wanted to say anything in regards to that, Austin, but I wanted to, to touch on one more thing as well. But yeah, that was uh, that was insane. It was funny how he said that. As soon as he put it I back, I wish and there was that, a camera on all of us because, yeah. like, I swear yeah. on my life, yeah. I wish someone. I said it before. I'm like, that's going in. But that's like that's like soccer smarts too, because players that know that are really that have high like IQ will move the ball. So a bit more back, yeah, exactly. So not every player does that. The high IQ players will move the ball back, at least the ones that tend to make a lot of free kicks. If you want to um, see my reaction, by the way, um, you- I, I have a picture of it, and I, I'm gonna I'm gonna try and pull it up for everybody watching on YouTube. To, to be quite honest with you, I was dead silent. <laughs> like I I did not make a noise same, when same. The, when the goal went in. I had no idea what was going on. And um, for everybody watching on YouTube, this was my unfiltered reaction to the goal. <laughs> and I will embarrass myself gladly on this show just for your guys' pleasure. Like, and I, you can tell how hot it was, by the way. It was, yeah, it was yeah, I was day. sweating like crazy. I, and I wasn't sweating just because of the heat, though. It was the game. It's, that was it, insane, it was yeah. I have that exact same picture of myself at a Taylor Swift concert in July. <laughs> See, you know? That I didn't expect her to play. That's what, yeah. that's what they do to us. Um, so one of the things that uh, that stood out to me, I thought was was interesting because it just shows how much. And it's funny, it's because of that exact same game. Obviously, Beckham had the confidence in Messi, um, but so did so did because um, was that 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 was Tata. It was Tata. Was yeah. coaching that game, right? Yes. Okay, so yes. so Yedlin had mentioned. Yes. He's like, I yeah. don't know if this, like I don't know like how much more I can go. Like my, my yeah, hamstrings are killing me or killing me. And then that was like, uh, don't worry. Messi's just going to score this and then we'll just go in and you'll be okay. Like it was so much confidence. That is a crazy like, quote. That is, yeah. crazy. It was that a is crazy absolutely quote. insane. Yeah. 
That that is, I thought that was insane. It just falls in line to like what we were talking about. Like it, not only was it Beckham, but even thought that was like, yeah, don't worry. He's just, he's scored this and then you know, like, you'll be good. Like, don't even worry about your hamstring. The goal like, for him. And like, I feel like for all of us, the size of the goal felt like it was the whole size of the bleacher. Like he couldn't miss yeah. it. It just, it, yeah. it was just one of those moments like where it wasn't reality. It just, yeah. it was, you know, God was going to push it in the goal. Like there was no, no yeah. question. No, it was crazy. And no, and then the last thing I wanted to mention was just how we had obviously already known about the great relationship between Messi and Boosie. And obviously that played a big role in Messi coming to Inter Miami just because they had already spent so much time in Barcelona. In fact, their, their families were very close. They'd barbecue on the weekends. They lived really close to each other. But it was kind of reiterated in this documentary um, about how that camaraderie uh how strong it was and how similar apparently Boosie and Messi are as people they're very similar and that's why they get along so well on the field too and then I thought it was cool where you remember that that Atlanta game where uh Boosie puts that ball over the top of the defender Messi gets it hits it off the post and then scores it and I thought it was really cool where uh, Messi looked at the camera uh, and said, yeah, we've actually scored that same goal a bunch of times and smiled. I thought that was really, really cool. Like, yeah. It was yeah. not the first time we do we score that way. But so it's just, I don't know, a lot of really neat moments. Um, again, things that we've known, but they were just touched on a bit more and then just really interesting, interesting tidbits that we we didn't know before. So it was a it was a really well done first episode to highlight a lot of the introduction of Lionel Messi. It didn't really go into the story before it and all the decision making whatever and i'm sure a lot of that there was probably a ton of build up with the moss brothers and beckham and messi and the meetings and you know with jorge messi as well uh, but i'm glad that they've kept it as an inter miami focus and they the, the way that they have structured the first episode now I, to be honest with you i haven't watched episode two and episode three i'm going to do it as we go to um, record these episodes so i'm excited for what's to come because i know going into the league's cup final is just going to be absolutely insane and there were obviously some really cool moments along the way that i'm excited for more free the, Dal- the way they i watched second episode the way they depict the dallas game amazing i was You're gonna love just it. about to say that the 4-4 dallas game like how are how in the world are they gonna like it's gonna i'm excited i'm excited and we are definitely yeah. gonna talk about it i'm watching um, the messy and beckham uh things in tandem so oh okay yeah. it's yeah, great yeah. yeah i highly recommend the deck the Beckham documentary. It was done yeah. so, so well. I'll have to, I'll have to get on that. Um, but yeah, really great episode. If you guys are interested in more uh, dialogue about the Messi docuseries, obviously stick around with us here on Messi and Co. We'll get into episode two, uh, either in our 2023 season roundup coming up next week or uh, beyond that, we will let you guys know. Uh, but let's get back to some on the field stuff. Um, international break was taking place over the last couple of uh, days and Messi shined. Messi shined against Peru for Argentina. They sit right now at the top of the South American standings in terms of qualifying uh, Messi come coming off of a two goal performance against Peru. Uh, he actually was a substitute in his first match against Paraguay. Didn't score. Um, but to see Messi, play a full 90 minutes, score twice, and a stat that I saw, have five of the six shots on target that Argentina registered as a team in this match in a World Cup qualifier is huge, considering the last time he was playing for Argentina is when we 
this mysterious injury occurred and he came off before 90 minutes and now he's back to playing 90 minutes he said in a in, in quote with the uh, with ty c sports that he's going to play on saturday against charlotte which we'll talk about in just a second but a little bit foreshadowing there seems to be healthy and back to fitness and this injury was obviously done up and everybody hyped it up and talked about it but in reality this guy has come back strong and he stayed the same player that we all know him to be Gian, what did you make of Messi during this international break for Argentina? And, I mean, other than these two goals, what, what are some of your key takeaways uh, from him getting back to full fitness, or at least what it seems like? That was great news for Inter, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. we were definitely worried through it just because of all the mystery around and lack of reporting on the actual on the actual injury we didn't know what the heck it was. We didn't know how serious it was. And it seemed – I think I think at the beginning we thought it was – nothing and then as he missed game after game after game then came back and left before halftime and then missed game and game again i think that we started to at least i started to get worried um but it's good it's good to see him on the field i wasn't sure how much time he was going to play so at your point to see him play 90 minutes i was like what the heck like because there was a certain point that the game looked like done and i was like oh they're sure they're going to take him off the field they're going to make sure that nothing happens to him and he you know, just continue to play and continue to play at a great level. Not only that, he scores two goals. So after coming back from from uh, some sort of uh, injury, leg injury, I thought it was fantastic, fantastic. It just shows that he continues to be the best player in the world. There's no, I, I'm, in my mind, there's no debate. And you're playing what is a. This isn't any game. It's a World Cup qualifier. Um, it's in South America, which South American soccer tends to be a more physical type of, of soccer. So it's I think I feel like it's more physically demanding um, and it's rougher. Like there's I don't know if the right word is violence, but in South America, we go in like a lot. Like, yeah, intensity might be it. So to see him be able to hang with the younger guys, do better than the younger guys. It, it was just just great. It was fantastic. And, um, man, I think it's also like just shows, I think that Argentina, they've got they, uh, just the fact that Argentina has an amazing team. Like they haven't, I can't remember the last time they lost a the game. They've got an insane record. I don't know what the record is right now, but it's just an insane, insane run of not losing any games. And they've got really good young players. Like Messi comes in at 36 years of age and is like the best player. That's insane. That just shows yeah. like the top level that he's at. And that's just good news for us because I'm not worried about him a year from now or in a year and a half from now. I feel like we're not going to be having, you know, to deal with like an old messy. Oh, what is he going to be like, like in a year? No, yeah. he looks like he hasn't lost a step. Like, well, that he was knows fantastic. his body so well, right? Like, I, yeah. I mean, we, we've said it on the show a few times, but in all honesty, like completely healthy today. Maybe Holland and Mbappe. I don't know if there's anyone else you'd choose to play than Messi, like in the whole world, you know. And so yeah. it's pretty, uh, yeah. It's it, it was special. I I only saw some highlights from the game. I didn't watch the full game, but I think it's great that he's back. He knows his body so well. Obviously, we wish timing could have been a little bit different because of how the playoffs shook out. The butterfly effect. We never know what happened if he didn't play in that Toronto game, but um. 
all's well. I think that if he continues to keep up his high level with Argentina, it's going to continue to translate to Inter Miami. So I'm, uh, yeah, it was good to see him, you know, feeling good. Gian, the last time uh, Argentina lost a game was actually the World Cup uh, opener or their World Cup opener against Saudi Arabia, 2-1, that surprise defeat. Uh, mm-hmm. That was the last time they lost. Ever since then, they put a shock in them, I guess. They went on to win the whole thing, and, and they haven't lost wow. since. Yeah, um, yeah, no, they, they've been doing they've been doing excellent. They're yeah, they're first right now in, in yeah. South America. Yeah. So, and then I think we've got some more games coming up soon. I think yeah, there's November another window as, in November. Um, in November as well, two more I think uh, for each South American side. So we'll obviously have that with Lionel Messi and Inter Miami will be traveling to China in the first week or so of November. So there will be a preseason tournament. I don't know if Messi will be taking part. I imagine that. They probably want him there for the PR side of things. However, I'm not exactly sure. I know his focus must be on uh, getting Argentina to the 2026. Jeez, that that happened really fast. 2026 is, I can't believe we're playing for 2026 already. And that's going to be here. My word. Um, Insane times. Um, But yeah, so that that is a whole thing. He'll probably prioritize that over the the friendlies with Inter Miami, but we'll see. He he could he could be. I there's no way it's not in the contract. Like he has to go. The the only reason they're doing it is for him, so that they can make all the money for him. uh, I don't know if she's gonna play, but he'll be there. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. At least yeah, at least he'll be there to take some pictures or something like that. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah. With that said, uh, Messi also said, and I, I mentioned this a little bit ago. Messi also said he's going to play this Saturday. Um which is a match again against Charlotte FC this time away from home. We're coming off the two, two draw as we alluded to earlier on in the show. Um, look, you guys made great points about the pressure being off. I'm not sitting here giving you all the permutations about playoffs. I don't have to talk about the math anymore. I don't have to talk about Tata Martino's tactics. I just want to see this team play, have fun, show some fight. And that's about it. However, Ashley, I'm going to actually go to you first on this. Messi saying that he is going to play in a, what I will call, very meaningless game for Inter Miami, away from home, on a turf field. Give me your thoughts on that. Yeah, so, I mean, I feel two ways about it. My way, number one, is that um, I I would be like, damn, this seems like, kind of a waste you know with a a low stakes game I I you know god forbid anything happens hopefully it doesn't but it just seems like you know at this point why why risk it you know if it was a home game I would be like that yeah come say you know thank the fans play that final game give everyone a show but who like who cares about the Charlotte FC fans getting to see Messi not in in a bad way so yeah I'm not I don't feel great about it I think if it's you know if it's good it's good I would say on the Maybe the other thinking and what I guess is maybe the best case scenario is he gets the turf game out of the way, which is like, you know, something that it's going to be talked about. It's going to be it's a subject. And, you know, if it's a high if it was a higher stakes game, we'd all be super freaking nervous about him playing on it. And so maybe part of it is like it's a meaningless game. We're going to kind of just play around. It's get my fitness is back up let me get this turf game out of the way. And then it's not a subject anymore. And it's not a discussion for the next year. That's my thinking that maybe that's what they were looking at it as is like, let's, you know, let's like rip off that bandaid, make sure he feel, and they can see now maybe he plays on it. And he's like, no, I don't think I should play it on it anymore. You know, maybe, or maybe he's like, I feel great. I totally understand what to do with my body on it. So maybe that's part yeah. of what it is. 
yeah. I, I do believe that he is going to play. I think Messi's word is, is definitely of value, and I think that he, he means it when he says he's going to play. Now, I don't know exactly what that means. I don't know if it's starting from the jump. I don't know if it's being subbed on, like you said, Ashley, to test his legs on that type of, um, you know, at that facility on that type of ground. However, Inter Miami have turf fields on the training ground. They they can, you know, if if they if they really need to, they can train him there. <laughs> I don't see any point in in risking Lionel Messi in this one, even if it wasn't a turf field, even if they were playing. I mean, I guess maybe at home I'd feel a little bit different, but if let's just say they were playing at, at another grass field, um, I I don't think that it makes sense for Lionel Messi to play in this final game. Uh, as he has obviously World Cup qualifiers coming up, you, you have, I'm sure, a lot riding on the China preseason, you know, friendlies. So for me, it, it's a little bit of a misstep if he does play, but you know, I just wish him all the best. But I do, I do think that that he will, Gian. No, yeah, don't even send him to Charlotte. Keep him in Miami. Yeah, keep him, lock him up in his room, <laughs> and uh, take away his cars. Uh, his credit card, take it out of the Uber app. Don't don't even allow him, like, at all. There is no point because while this game is meaningless to Miami, it's not meaningless to Charlotte. Yeah, Charlotte, Charlotte is still – they have to win. They have to win. They're going to go hard. Like, they're going right. to do everything they can to make it into the playoffs. And I don't need Messi in a meaningless game for us against this team that is going to be going hard as hell. and on a turf field again adding insult to injury and him somehow tweaking something god that would be the biggest waste ever like don't do that not to mention if depending on where mess when he does he start does he like what if this game what if we're beating charlotte and charlotte like soccer is a game of emotions and sometimes those emotions like i've seen way too many times where the opposite team is like gets pissed because they're losing and they know that the game has gotten out of hand and there's that's when the dirty plays start and uh who do you go usually after when those plays start to get dirty some of the players that are probably giving you a fit and Messi's typically the player that's giving you a fit that's probably running around you running circles around you maybe scoring like there's a lot of things there that I'm like there's no need to even put him there I'm sure Charlotte fans want to see him I don't think Charlotte fans do. Real Charlotte fans probably well, don't. Sorry. Yeah, real Charlotte you know I mean? fans don't. But I'm yeah. sure there, there are messy fans in Charlotte. Yeah, you're right. They're, right. I mean, they're praying right. that he's there. No way. But, yeah, yeah. but I'm sure that there are Charlotte, um, there are messy fans in Charlotte. They want to see him. They can see him next season. Like, there's – Right. No, please don't. Don't. I'm, I think I, this is one of the few times I'm going to say, messy, stay home, please. <laughs> like, that doesn't happen often. But, yeah, no, yeah. no need to risk him. We'll see. We'll see. What so given what they did against Charlotte in the last match and a couple of the appearances that you saw, do you want Tata Martino to to do anything in this one specifically? What would you guys like to see from Inter Miami in this last game of season? I know it's not Lionel Messi, but I mean, are there certain players that you want to see put on some performances? Are there you know certain tactics that he might deploy? One thing that I've hated is the switching from a back four to a back five, and they actually um, had great dialogue on it. Uh, Thomas Rongan and I, I forget the play-by-play um, commentator's name on the radio broadcast talking about how difficult it is for defenders and center backs to have to adjust playing from a back four to a back five. We saw the back four between Aviles and Miller, which is your guys' dream center back pairing, not necessarily mine 
we'll dream. I said it, this is what's <laughs> going to be the starting. I said Sorry, next I, I, year they are going to be the to, starting center back duo. Yes. I, I, that's I just the had plan. to throw. I just had to. I had to throw in a little joke back to the Miller Kristoff <laughs> stuff. Um, uh, for old times. Right about <laughs> dream. That's hilarious. Um, but yeah, I mean, what do you guys? Is there anything specific, or do you just want to see this team? just try and compete and have fun. But for, for me, I want to see young guys play. I want to see the Lawson Sunderlands of the world. I, I want to see David Ruiz. Well, actually he might, he, I think the international duty might overlap or I think it might be cutting it too close who, by the way, shout out to David Ruiz. He just got announced as a Nike athlete. I don't know I if you guys that, yeah. you saw yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, which is pretty awesome. But um, <clears throat> you know, there are, there are a couple of guys that I'd like to see come on and play. I, I, I Give Robbie another shot. Give Stefanelli another go to prove his worth on the team. Um, and I would say the same for a guy like, you know, Lawson Sunderland, who got called up this year. A uh, couple of those those names. But what, what are you guys thinking? Yeah, I feel the same. I I, I don't – I mean, I'm not I don't care is in, like, a negative <laughs> connotation. But, like, I, I don't – whatever Tata wants to do, whoever he wants to try, whatever he wants to see, um, if it's some people who – like, maybe you're going to continue to see – uh, like, cause I think there's some absolutes for next year, which is like, I, like I said, the Kamal Miller and, uh, Avilas, like I, that's going to be the starting center back duo. If there's a right. third, who knows, but that's the duo. That's 100% your plan. Busquets and Gregory is hundred percent your plan. Farias doesn't need to play by the way. Right. He doesn't need to play. Farias hundred percent your plan. I can understand if you want to keep working on those continuities. I agree. I don't think we need to see Busquets play, but um, yeah, whoever they want to test and try, I agree with you getting more minutes for Stefanelli and Robbie Robinson, like seeing how they hold their own right. for the wing. I think you probably don't need to play Campana. If I'm honest, he's gotten so many minutes. He, he is going to be unless Luis Suarez, which I'm sure we're going to talk about in the next few weeks, unless it's like a him who comes. I, uh, I think that no matter who they bring in, like it's it's Campana's starting number nine spot. Like I said, if it's if it's Suarez or something, like maybe if someone's so close to Messi, then you may see conflicting, you know, with that. But uh, I I think it's going to be Campana's job next year, so uh, he can he can get a rest too. Yeah, I I agree as well. I'd like to see different players that maybe haven't gotten a shot to play. Um, I don't think I, I don't think Campana has to play. I wouldn't even play Farias just because. He came off of a, an injury before joining Inter, so I want to make sure we take care of him. I'd like to see Gregory play. I'd like to see Mota play. I'd like to see Stefanelli play. I'd like to give Diego Gomez some more playing time. Yeah. Um, uh, I think that, especially in a game where maybe Busi isn't playing, Alba isn't playing, Farias isn't playing, maybe this will give Diego Gomez more opportunities to kind of shine. Um, yeah. So I, I, I think that there's a lot of promise in him. We just haven't seen... Everything. I think, yeah, he so definitely needs those those so, confidence building yeah. moments. I, I thought that it was good for him to play in the last match against Charlotte, and there were a couple of times where he put himself in really good scenarios yeah. that just the, the, the final right. attempt didn't really come off, whether it was a shot or a pass that he missed, especially in that first half. So I'd like to see him play, although I would like to see a little bit of Busquets, Gregory, and Mota now that you mention it, because that could be a, you know, to 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 make a joke here, a dream midfield trio going into 2024. I could I could uh, see I that. I, I think that, that is going to be the starting. I mean, maybe Kramask. I don't know, but like depending on their lineup, no, I think that's that's. I don't gonna like. Be. I would like to see three, that. That's going to be the starting. I think yeah. Krema. I think Krema is going to get some playing time, but I think that because he's young, 
I think that he, he was inserted into obviously out of need. So I think he goes yeah. back to getting less playing time, but what's going to be good is he's going to be learning a lot um, from these For other sure. guys that are coming back. But I would like to see probably Joseph up front again. I don't know how much longer he's with us. So have Joseph up front, maybe Rob with Robbie Robinson and, or Robert Taylor and, or, and Gomez, maybe a mix of that. But uh, just it's it's nice to see the the guys back again. Stefanelli, um, Mota, and Gregory. It'd be nice to see yeah. one last uh, you know grouping of them before the season's over. But also, whatever whatever we do, um, I'd like to still field some sort of a competitive team because I do want to be uh, play the, the role of spoilers. So I'd love to. Yeah, spoil it would be nice. Us. You don't just yeah. let a team you know let you get get yeah. the win so they can make the playoffs over you. That's exactly. just not that doesn't <laughs> yeah. happen. It's not going to happen. Miami are going to play competitive. And I, I really like what they showed against, you know, Charlotte in that first match was going yeah, down sure. twice and coming mm-hmm. back twice yeah. and um, almost getting a third at times. So I, I thought that it was really, really good. And I, I expect more of the same uh, in, in Charlotte, North Carolina here on Saturday. Yeah. Um, listen, we have a bunch of offseason content coming to you guys here on Messi and Co. Don't think that because the season's <clears throat> over that Messi and Co. is down and out for the count. Messi has more games coming up. Obviously, the China preseason tour, uh, if he is to make appearances, there will be, obviously, World Cup qualifiers coming up. And let me tell you, like I said, MLS offseason is nothing to make a joke of. It is a ton of fun, and it's going to have a lot of turnover uh, here. uh, We'll also have an entire episode dedicated to um, Austin talking about Suarez and how he's important – to this day, he thinks he's <laughs> right that, now no. the greatest number nine. That's playing. It's crazy. No, okay. I, I we listen, no, no, no. I'm not gonna let this slide. Um, I'm gonna reserve myself for now as Gian gets me all riled up. Um, I, I, I mm. we'll, we'll have an episode. We'll, we'll have some fun. Stopping. We'll have some fun on, we'll on, have on, fun on this offseason. Absolutely. We'll build it's our dream into my new lineup. <laughs> A dream striker for into Miami, Luis Suarez. Yeah, for sure. Um, <laughs> no, but really, I, I of course, this season has been a ton of fun. Next week, we are going to do a 2023 roundup season uh, or roundup uh, show uh, highlighting everything that was, you know, July 21st, or actually, I should say June 7th on to uh, the end of the year and, you know, preview what's to come for into Miami in the future because. There are going to be more competitions than ever, more U.S. Open Cup, more Leagues Cup, more MLS, and then the start of their run in a continental competition, which is the CONCACAF Champions Cup. So that is extremely exciting, a bunch to look forward to. We'll see what happens. Again, thank you guys so much for tuning in. For Gian, for Ashley, and for myself, and everybody here as part of the Five Reasons Sports Network family and here at Messi & Co., Alejandro, producer, um, Thank you guys for tuning in. If you haven't already and you're listening on YouTube or watching on YouTube, click the subscribe button, hit hit the like button, um, and make sure you stay up to date with all of the stuff that we're posting. Again, we'll go all the way through the offseason. There will be no break for us. Um, and if you're listening on your podcast platform, make sure you rate the show, download the episodes. It does us a huge, 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 huge favor. Everybody, thank you so much, and we will see you guys next week. Are you ready to transform your space into a masterpiece? Introducing Mosaics, your destination for stones and more. Mosaics is a family-owned business serving the community for over 20 years. With the best quality porcelain, ceramic tiles, and high-end mosaics featuring unique modern designs, Mosaics has everything you need. Dedicated customer service, 
wholesale distributors, and a passion for excellence. Make sure you visit mosaics.com today to turn your vision into a reality. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.